Before we dive into today's episode, we want to emphasize that the content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. We are not financial advisors and the information shared here should not be considered as professional financial advice. Always consult with a qualified financial professional before making any financial decisions. So let's start with this idea. So this has been something that I, when I share this with my friends who are not NRIs and who have been living in India throughout their careers, is the exposure we get to markets outside India. We all are currently in Singapore and it is it gives us exposure to the Singapore stock market. Also, the, because Singapore is so, I'd, I'd say it's, it's in a state of more developed uh, posture and that is why it has exchanges, very reputable and regulated exchanges which allow us to trade in the US market as well. So, it's not possible to trade uh, in other markets through India. But the general person who's not in the finance industry does not have as much access or even publicity to those sort of platforms that we are exposed to. So I'd, I'd like to get each of your thoughts on it. Let me know how, what you think about it, what you feel about this idea or am I just wrong in or just my circle who's not exposed to it? So I think broadly my observation is very similar. Generally speaking, folks who are based in India, who've always been in India, they don't necessarily think of it starting their investments, keeping in mind global diversification, right? So a lot of the literature that is available in India will mostly talk about, okay, this mutual fund and that stock market and NSE, BSE, etc. Uh, individual stocks and so on and so forth. Sovereign gold bonds and this, like a bunch of things that are available just within India. The thought process and the journey that it takes just being in India to start your investment journey and then get to a stage where you start thinking about, okay, I think I'm fairly diversified within the country. Now I need to look at assets in a dollar-denominated sort of a format or just look at another geography in terms of basing my investment. I think it is less intuitive for somebody who's always been in India. So that is a natural challenge that requires a little bit of extra cognitive effort to overcome. If you are an NRI, by default, it's sort of built into the system that you will be exposed because you will earn your salary in a different currency. Maybe you have like a provident fund account or maybe you have some other kind of deductions that are happening which are getting invested in your current country of location. And then the literature that you get exposed to also sort of makes sure that you are always going to be invested in India because you are an Indian, but you still sort of start spreading your wings around a little bit earlier than somebody who's in a similar position but based in India. So yeah, I think I, I agree to that. But it's good that people like us are able to talk about this topic because hopefully that 
incentivizes or raises awareness for a lot of people who are in our position to start thinking about diversification outside of just one country purely from an investment perspective so totally agree i'll i'll just give a example of us being exposed to a different currency and how that is pretty beneficial at least in uh, that's what has happened in my stay abroad uh, when i came to singapore 10 years ago dollar to rupee singapore dollar to rupee conversion was 1 dollar equal to 29 rupees today it is above 60 rupees it is just insane if i would have just kept that money and not invested anywhere and this you yeah, would have got double the returns so yeah i i totally agree but uh, any any other thoughts madhvesh ishan yeah i think to rohit's point i think there are two other macro factors that the which contributes for us like nrs organically diversity point one is like the strength of the currency we know that in the nrs has been gaining strength against most of the currencies in the recent past but even then like if you compare with the most stronger currency like singapore dollar or like other currencies as against the us uh even its stronger nature it, it makes sense to diversify and as nrs as you are already out of india you you want to like keep assets outside of it if you are pushed to do that and that's a organic push that makes you invest in like other currencies look for other opportunities out there nothing like but as a person being completing like situated in india like having all their extra like, competence within india given the financial products available there there is no natural push to actually move to of india adding that to like the currency's strongness so i think it's like these two factors lots of contribute to that correct yeah i'll i'll probably add in one more thing i think it's important to maybe think about why this is the case in terms of folks in india not being super exposed to that way of thinking is because if you if you look at the overall timeline of how the investment industry has matured over time in india the ability to easily invest outside of the country is a very recent development like just 5 years ago it would have been really crazy insane amount of paperwork to get the permissions required to start investing outside now there are multiple mutual funds and you can do interactive brokers and there's like a bunch of things that you can do but it's not been easy until very very recently and everybody that a normal person would take advice from your parents your grandparents your chachas mamas your neighbors uncles whoever nobody has ever been exposed to investing outside of india so why would you think about doing it if nobody is talking about it around you you have never seen anyone else do it and there's hardly any literature that allows you to do it unless you are engaging with a professional advisor right i think those are the sort of systemic blocks that exist which are now coming down over time and it's obviously becoming much more easier the awareness is there so i think it's only a good thing that this is happening now and especially when india itself is becoming such a major power in the global economy i think it's just more kudos to everybody in terms of being able to diversify now versus uh, earlier on yeah i was going to bring the same point like that that there was a very high barrier to entry when if you're in india and you want to invest outside of india 
given that, like you mentioned, paperwork, you have to work with someone on how does the taxation work? How do I make sure I'm not taxed double when I'm sending somewhere else and then also in India based on income I'm getting? So all of that kind of becomes a mental block for you to be able to think about investing outside. I think the other problem is, and this is not just a problem in India. I have seen this with folks who stay in the same country for a very long time. Your your circle of competence of businesses you know about tends to become very localized. So even when you see a lot of US investors, they know, and obviously US being a great market for investors, you are very focused on US companies. You very rarely want to venture outside. You see everyone else with a slight suspicion that these guys are not doing the right Right, even in India, I'm sure if you ask a lot of people, they wouldn't want to invest in a Chinese company. They'll have their doubts. They'll have hesitance in sort of doing that. But with Indian companies, because you know what the companies are, you feel closer to doing that. So as folks who've lived outside India now, you kind of get exposed to a lot more. Like I didn't, for example, I'd heard of WeChat. I didn't know WeChat had anything to do with Tencent. But when I moved out, I really wanted to understand more about Tencent. But that's not a business. A lot of people in India may have explored or wanted to invest in, say, five years ago. And if we go back and look at it, start, we'll see how much that business has grown. But it's just that you're, uh, again, going back to what Ovid was saying, you don't have anyone around you telling you about the stuff. So your your circle of competence doesn't really grow if you're uh, just within one country. And and uh, that's one thing that Singapore kind of helps with, given that how small it is, you have to keep looking out. Otherwise, if you're in one of the larger markets, you tend to start become becoming very localized in your investment thesis. So you're always just thinking about what can I do here? What do I know here in this country? So that just makes life much simpler. I think the one other cautionary point that I would want to say as folks who are investing from outside, which is what Sid was saying, uh, given how the dollar has changed versus the rupee, if you do convert to rupees when you're investing in India, that is actually a cost that needs to be considered because if even if I'm making a 50% profit in India, but the rupee is depreciating against the dollar that I am earning it, I'm actually losing that value. So that is a cost which obviously we can't predict. We don't know how that is going to go. But if you're seeing the general direction of it, it is potentially a cost that we have to be aware of. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. So good talk. Thank you for... Um coming together 